Welcome to another edition of the Oscar Central Podcast. My name is Jacob. I am your host. Uh, today we are joined by Kenzie and Adriano. How are you guys doing? I'm good. I can't believe like July is almost over. It feels like it just started. Yeah, feels like the summer just started as a whole. I know. Fuck. I go back to school in a month. Stupid. Well, I I I was done with that a couple years ago, so I don't I don't know your I don't know your pain, but we we feel for you, and we hope that you still at least can come on once a week. Oh, that won't that won't affect anything. Like real life won't get in the way of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hell no. So I guess first off has what has everyone been watching TV um, movies. Uh, I guess I can start, of course, other than Nope, which luckily us three have already seen it. Um, I have been catching up with the new season of Only Murders in the Building. Um, I really like it. Uh, I don't know if I like it more than the first season, um, but I've really enjoyed it so far. And uh the episode five was basically just like a Martin short showcase of why he needs to win the Emmy this year. Um, but other than that, I already went on my tirade about the gray man last week and haven't seen any other movies. So Adriano, is there anything you've been watching, uh, taking in anything like that? Uh, well, I mean, I've also been watching only murders as well as better call Saul and what we do in the shadows every week. And all three shows are, so solid, especially Better Call Saul. Um, yeah, Kenzie also, loves that. Yeah, it's as she should. It's amazing. Um, as well as I've been finally catching up on Westworld. Finally, I'm on season two right now. Um, I also I, I watch way too much TV because I'm catching up. I watched The Old Man, and sorry, it's a bad weather outside, so my, my life just. Uh, I'll finish the old man, which is really good. Um, the righteous gemstones, which is really funny. Yes, love, love you know, the righteous gemstones. I'm not a huge Danny McBride fan. I, I, but this show really, really good. And also Minx. And in terms of I movies, love Minx. I, made, I love Minx too. It's really good. So good. In terms of movies, I didn't really see anything besides Nope, and because I made the conscious decision to skip the Gray Man. <laughs> yeah, as you should. Um, there, no one really gets anything from the movie, but I know my parents are looking forward to watching it. So that tells you anything. Kenzie, what about you? Um, well, speaking of the gray man, no, I'm just kidding. I got to see Cabaret in theaters this week, which I had seen it in a small theater before, but I saw it at like a very large screen. So that was just amazing it's one of my favorite movies ever so that was delightful and i followed it up by seeing elvis again my friend was like i want to see it but i don't want to go alone and i was like "Mm, you don't have to ask me um and then i saw nope but i really just i don't know i think elvis is just so good go Mm -hmm. see it again i don't know i love it so much so yeah okay not this week but a couple weeks ago i did give elvis a second chance because me and kenzie are on the opposite spectrum of elvis (laughs) and while i still have some glaring issues with the movie 
one of them being that it's stupid long and it's it's wildly all over the place. I will say I appreciate more like the attempt at being like, you know, a, like uh, you know, separating itself from the walk hardness of the movie. But, no, we don't. You know, no, we don't. We don't. We don't use walk hard in that. Uh, in this instance, I I I think well, like, it has the like the tropes of it, but I feel like it does a good enough job at trying to get away from it. Yeah, and I feel like if you are like indifferent on it the first time you watch it, I do think if you watch it a second time, like you're saying, like some of those issues don't seem as like intense. I, I as still am the not first a fan time. of it, but <laughs> I think I just. I love I th- Boz Lerman so much and I never, I literally found a tweet from when the first trailer dropped of mine and I was like, this movie does not look good, but it's very much my thing. And I'm like, I am so weird, but I just, <laughs> I, I love Boz Lerman so much. I did not expect to like this movie as much as I did. I think it's my, I texted my, Art, me and Jacob's other group chat being like, I think it's my number two of the year. I think it kicked X out. I mean, obviously, yeah. there's still, I, I didn't think X would make it the whole year <laughs> as my number two, I but that. I was just so disappointed. Like, The Northman, I was so excited for. I was hey. devastated to not love it. I, I did give it a second chance, and I liked it more after I rewatched it, but just not what I was hoping from Robert Eggers. And then I was like, I was into the Batman but I don't think it's like a top five, top ten movie. And then I was let down by like everything everywhere. But that movie I saw too late somehow. I saw it before it was in every theater, but I feel like I saw it too late because the whole like it's the best movie ever made conversation mm-hmm. had already started. But after Yang, it's like hanging on. Like that, yeah. is, that is my number one movie of the year. It's never going to change. I like highly doubt it unless Darren Aronofsky comes. In. Oh, and then the other movie that just like sent me to space. I hated it so much was Men. I never anticipated that. Yeah, I, I get Men. Now I get that one. <laughs> I, but the thing is, I love the ending of Men. That, that scene yeah. that everyone yeah, hates. I really out. like it. I, I hate the rest of the movie. Yeah. Sorry no. to Jesse Buckley and Rory, but like, sorry. She's really good, though. She's so good. Rory's so insane. Rory but was having the blast in that movie. He was having so much fun. I love watching movies where actors are having fun. But yeah, other than that, yeah. Uh, can I say Cabaret is my favorite movie of the year? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> hey, if, if people could put Hamilton in their top movie list, there's no reason you couldn't put Cabaret in. It but was I in theaters. Wanna, no I point. do want to, um, like, the only TV I'm watching right now is we started Mad Men over. So, yes, I have watched Mad Men now twice within a year. I need to watch um, that. My dog's name is named after one of the characters from Mad Men. It's one of, it's in my top three shows of all time. But Better Call Saul is just... Easily the best show on television. I am in disbelief that I, it took me so long to say that it's better than Breaking Bad because it is way better than Breaking Bad. And I'm not ready to go there yet. I, just because Breaking Bad is just like more my speed because it's like a constant thrill ride, which is why I love. But like better, but like I'm I'm not like when you, I've heard more people say like, oh, I think Better Call Saul is better than Breaking Bad. I don't argue that for a second. I like Breaking Bad more, 
but I get it. Yeah, I just, I think they, the season, the, the new part that just started, I was like, how do they come back from what they did? Like, I don't know how they keep going. And somehow they are, and they've done the thing we were all waiting for. And somehow it's the most depressing thing that I've ever I know. Done. I was like, don't do that. I was like, finally happening. And I'm like, don't do Don't that. do it. Just don't do it's it. Like if winter, it's like if winter came for Game of Thrones. Like, no, 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 not yet, not yet. Not yet, <laughs> not yet. Like, don't do it. I just, it's really crazy that they took a prequel show with characters we, like, for the most part, knows what's happening to them at the end of the show. Yet yeah. every week I'm on the edge of my seat. I don't know what's going to happen. They've done such a great job at um, what I think some other shows could learn from. And that's like, there are real stakes with these characters. And even if you know some of them make it out, like you don't know how they make it out. Yeah. And I think other shows could learn a lot from what they're doing with their characters, and like how high all the stakes are for everyone. Because I'm more worried for Kim Wexler than like, anyone i know in my life like i i just i know i, I like i know what's coming i know i know what's coming. coming but i don't want it to happen I, i'm just i'm dreading and it done such a good job at ruining my life but making me watch <laughs> every week and pay for some streaming service i can't afford so bravo oh don't cancel like amc the second that season's over but like, yeah like i canceled it and got it back again but like i yeah. bravo best thing happening on tv well, yeah, it, um, it is now that the boys is over, <laughs> which I do actually need to start. Um, you, Jacob, it's, it's unreal. Hey, hey, I'm gonna have so much free time on my hand coming up soon. I'll be able to do I, anything. I'll I finally be able to watch all the Criterions that I bought because they look cool and I have never seen before. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna just be a media machine. Um, speaking of a media machine. Uh, the only real talkable news coming out of San Diego Comic-Con was that Black Panther trailer. Um, did everyone get to watch it? Yes. Kenzie, did you get to watch it? I watched the trailer. Okay. Um, like five minutes before we started recording, but I watched the trailer. What was everyone's kind of quick thoughts on the trailer? Uh, I'll let you start since it's most recently in your head. Um... I really like the use of music in the trailer, which I obviously think um, after the first one, like the soundtrack was so widely used like and played, it's crazy. But it's not like my movie. I'm not like the, like I did see Black Panther, so I ha at least have that, but I, it's not my like genre of movie, but I'm very excited. Angela Bassett obviously looks amazing and like, I was most curious about the costume since um, Ruth Carter wasn't coming back. So I was really curious to see them, but they look incredible. I'm curious, like you pointed out in your article, if there's like a struggle with like making them their own versus repeat, like continuing mm -hmm. on what she did. Um, but I mean, it looks good. I mean, the special effects look better than the last one, but I don't, I mean, I feel like the special effects never really look that bad in trailers, so mm. who knows? Well, but tell I, that to She-Hulk. <laughs> they fix it. I, <laughs> I do feel like ever, it's like weird to be like excited to see how they handle Chadwick Boseman not being in the movie, and 
it's obviously very emotional to watch that trailer and I got a lot of like memories of like Chadwick on the press tour and all these like various things he did for like audiences and um I don't know it's just gonna be really interesting because I saw so many interviews from various um people at Comic-Con talking to the cast and like so many of them start crying and I'm just I don't know how hard it is for them to do this. And I can't mm. imagine now that it's coming out and they have to talk about it publicly, how hard it's going to be. I, I just like, I feel very weird about this movie. Like it's obviously very exciting that it's like the one I feel like everybody wanted a sequel to, but it's just going to be very, I don't know. I'm mm. more like, un- I don't know. Cause I get really emotional about like actors that are like, that I felt like a presence from passing away. Like we always talk about like certain actors that like hit harder this one just hit really hard in general, so I'm really just not excited to talk yeah. about this movie for months on end. Yeah, but. no, I know. Um, yeah, I agree. I since this is basically a pseudo Glee uh, podcast, um, I kind of hope they handle it the same way they did the the quarterback, where they didn't necessarily say how or why he passed away. Yeah. They just kind of like mentioned that he did and made an episode almost in tribute and I hope they do the same thing with this where they they don't give him any sort of like they don't give T'Challa any sort of like reason behind dying he just kind of passes away and maybe they mention it in passing but that's not they're not like harping like I don't want it to be like oh he died like in battle and that's what like sparks the whole war against yeah. like the Atlanteans or something like that like I would rather I would rather it be like he dies and I also hope they don't just glance over it which I think Ryan Coogler I have full faith in him he's one of the few Marvel directors that actually gets to write their scripts um so him being a co-writer on top of it uh, I think he I think he knows especially you know after working with him I think he knows how to handle it um but no I agree it's I just for what Black Panther did and for what, how much it means to people, um, I'm very happy, even though some people on Twitter were upset that they stopped T'Challa's story. I'm very happy that they did and let that be for Chadwick's sure. character. Um, just because I think it would have been, I just don't think it would have felt right if they would have recasted it and just tried to move on from it. I'm, I was glad to see the mural in the um in the trailer and it seems like it's going to be really emotional which i am like you i get very emotional and i i know it's going to be i i want to go back and listen to the uh to the podcast after he lost the oscar i don't think i've been as mad as i was then in like years um so yeah so i agree adriano anything from you Oh man, I'm I, I say this as a someone who is kind of like a neutral on Marvel. Like I don't love it, but I also don't hate it by any stretch of the imagination. I'm a huge like whenever I hear someone go like, oh Black Panther's underrated, I go, shut the fuck up. No, it is it's it's perfectly rated. It's an awesome movie. Um I will say I when I, I was a little skeptical because of all like the production issues and a lot of the things that were absolutely no none of their fault. Like it's like you know it's just an unfortunate thing that happened to. Uh, it was one of their fault. Okay, one of their faults, yes. But like for the it's most so part, crazy. Was... we don't have to say two now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, 
yeah, no, a lot of like a lot of unfortunate things like happened to the set, not just like on top of Chadwick's passing. And so, and uh, I had a little bit of skepticism, unfortunately. And then I saw this trailer, and I'm just like, no, never mind. Skepticism just gone now because <laughs> um, it looks so like incredible. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not someone who gets easily emotional during movies. Like it takes a lot, and I can just tell this is gonna destroy me. Like just because I again, I, I trust Kugler. I trust he knows what he's doing, and I he's one of those people who like t- with this un fortunate and seemingly impossible task he's someone who i can feel could actually make this possible that's a really great point is that i would be so worried if it was anyone but ryan coogler but i it's crazy he has this like like i just trust him like yeah well it's because nobody talks about him but he hasn't he hasn't missed He's one of the few no. directors, like people say about, you know, about Robert Eggers or about Jordan Peele or about those kind of people that like he has not, he has not made a movie that has missed so far. No. Even and if I don't love the original Black Panther, it still is a very good movie. I and feel even, like... not even just not missed, they're just all like stellar, like mm-hmm. worst case scenario, eight out of tens. Like, yeah, that is like he has like a really unique stamp where I feel like his movies all feel very different and they look very different, but you know, it's his movie, Mm -hmm. which I think is such a unique thing for a filmmaker because I feel like a lot of filmmakers, especially the ones you just named are like people you're like, Oh, that looks like their movie. And they have like a specific Mm -hmm. look, but I feel like he is one of my favorite filmmakers for a reason, like working new filmmakers is because he is very involved with like keeping a certain kind of team behind the scenes. And I feel like that's what comes through specifically. That was what worked so well for me, someone who doesn't like Marvel movies was there was so much care into every craft behind the scenes Mm -hmm. that it made the movie feel different. And I think that's why this trailer is so good is that they're like, there's so much going on behind the scenes where it's, it's not like those running jokes of like all the other Marvel movies, like, holy crap, the VF- VFX artists are going to be put under so much pressure. Like, I feel like Kugler was like, if you want me to make a Marvel movie, I'm making it at my pace and my, mm-hmm. like, I'm not rushing this. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to be what I want to see. And I think that, like, that really shows in the trailer. Like, I don't know. It's really crazy. We were all like, is it really coming out in November? Because like I haven't seen an image. And then they dropped this trailer and everyone's like, this is the best trailer Marvel's ever released. <laughs> like they knew what people. they were doing. Like yeah. they knew they were holding on to it. Like oh, I, I was smacking myself for that. Cause that was one of the weekends he was referring to. I was all is this is this even coming out? And then that trailer, I'm just like, all right, hey, sometimes I'm wrong. All right. Yeah. It's because the poster they put out, I swear it was one of those like letterbox thing that didn't feel like a real poster and i was like wait that's real like mm-hmm. that's the poster yeah. they're going with so it just felt really like like on especially because like i heard they were doing reshoots which i just want to say everyone who's like oh my god they're doing reshoots like shut up every single movie gets reshoots like shut up. it doesn't mean anything every movie has reshoots every movie has test screenings most yeah. of them most of the test screenings are bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, and just being like, honest most directors like with any studio so i imagine with a studio like marvel or disney they don't have it in their contract they get final cut like i'm sure he does not get final cut Mm -hmm. but like if there's a test screening like calm down but they were doing reshoots a couple weeks ago so it's really crazy they like dropped this incredible trailer like 
Yeah. I don't know if I will see it like when it first comes out, but I'll definitely see it in theaters, which is a lot coming from me because the last Marvel movie I saw was Black Panther. Um, well, that is Kevin Feige. There is your, there's one ticket going. There's one ticket. Already. Oh my God. I know and I was the person one. he was worried about. Um, speaking, <laughs> speaking of tickets also, uh, Kenzie and I were talking about it earlier. We were going to take it live and bring in Adriano as well. Um, the the Elvis. I don't know what the fuck. The Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> the Elvis. I mean, there isn't another one. I don't think. Yeah. Did Elvis. you not see it was announced yesterday? It's Elvis and the Snowman. The oh my the God. prequel. <laughs> the um, Elvis actually surpassed it. 200 million uh dollars at the worldwide box office making it the second highest grossing musical biopic behind bohemian rhapsody um and i was talking with kinsey earlier where um it honestly of course with spider-man coming out making 1.9 billion you know without even having china in it um was insane but that almost feels like an anomaly and it went right back to doing so little where it's like top gun is still making top gun still fifth at the box office it made 10 million dollars um domestically uh nope made 44 i want to say domestically Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and it seems like now almost i mean almost kicking it off with top gun so there you go, Tom Cruise saving the theaters. Um, Christopher Nolan is at home, like pumping his fist. <laughs> like he's like, I could have done this. Um, but it feels like movies are coming mm-hmm. back. I mean, where the crawdad thing is doing really well, um, mm-hmm. so even well. for how niche of its audience base is. Um, You've got Top Gun doing well, Elvis like breaking records, and then Thor. Thor is like quietly one or two in the box office every single week. Nope, just got one in the box office, uh, which actually I saw means that every Jordan Peele movie has opened to number one in the box office. Um, It it just it feels better from a theatrical standpoint for people who like the theatrical experience and it doesn't mm-hmm. feel hindered by um by streamers anymore i mean movies are going to theaters and to streaming simultaneously and it still is doing well you know the memeians did really well um so does there any thoughts on the box office kind of where we stand right now with theatrical uh if you guys will think it will stick up, anything like that, Adriano? Uh, honestly, like, I feel like like No Way Home feels like an anomaly, but only because, like, No Way Home came out, like, just before Omicron, like, bursted. <laughs> and, like, everyone got COVID. So it's like, you know, if that didn't happen, I feel like it would, it would still be going on an upward, you know, trajectory ever since. And it, it's possible, like, it was like, Elvis could even be done better than it currently is. But, like, yeah, it does feel like Top Gun, to an extent, was that first domino, in a way, of just these, of, like, something like Elvis, because kind of like the older people coming back into the movies. It's like, you know, every time I see people going to see Elvis, I, I work in a theater, everyone who's seen Elvis has been an older person. Mm-hmm. And 
and also Kenzie. Um, and <laughs> all of them have been super horny. <laughs> no matter what the age, like that's yeah. like common. Origin. <laughs> um, yeah, it just kind of like, and yeah, you can look at something like Elvis, where it's like, you know, it's number two, like, um, yeah, number two uh, biopic of all time, and it's like number one is Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody by like seven hundred extra million ahead. But it's like I can honestly look at that and be like, I don't think that's because of like people aren't going to the movies anymore. I think it's just more people were amped about Bohemian Rhapsody than Elvis. And know? the release date was more friendly to mm-hmm. where it warranted like so many more people seeing. And also, it could be timing with Elvis because the like yeah, like Elvis came the- out the week after Jurassic Park. Right? And then like right before Thor. Yeah, two weeks after. I feel like... Yeah, it was light year and then... Because now, when I saw um, Elvis again on Thursday, it was completely sold out. But Mm -hmm. I think it was because it was the only like set... There was a showing at 3pm. There was a showing at like 6.30. And then there was a showing at 9.45. And I feel like it's selling out because you can only see it that one time slot. But I will say, like, my boss actually went and saw Elvis in New York. He's visiting, and he said it was sold out. He said it was playing, like, every two hours at the theater he went to. And he was like, we bought, or we went to go see a different showtime, but it was sold out. But I just think, like, if Elvis had come out not against a Marvel movie, and then Jurassic World just does insane numbers, I think it would have had, like, Dolby for longer and things like that, and I think it would have done better. Whereas, like, Maybe not Bohemian Rhapsody better, but like not, definitely. I would never have thought it was going to do Bohemian <laughs> Rhapsody numbers because, like, Queen is just more popular than Elvis. Like, with and music. also, uh, you know, it's just a little bit more audience friendly than Elvis is. Is it? We don't oh. like to, admit, but <laughs> 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 bad style is not for everybody. And I That's true, it. but um. I just think like it's really cra- I never thought Boz would top Gatsby box office wise, but it's really just amazing that even with because um, COVID's really bad here in LA, so like I know a lot of people are like not going out as much, and then mm-hmm. like, but it's just really crazy. It's still going, but I do think it's like you're saying that like Top Gun was really the domino because it got like a lot of older people to return to movies. And I feel like they've just never stopped going back. Yep. Um, a lot of the older people I know that go to movies have said they just wait for the second weekend. So it's not as full, but they now feel more comfortable going back, which is why I think with a lot of these movies that are doing really well, you're seeing like smaller drop-offs because people are not only going to see movies multiple times. Like I know people who've seen a ton of movies multiple times the last few weeks but i feel like people are waiting to go see it the second weekend because they feel like maybe it'll be less crowded if they're still nervous about covid so that's why you're seeing these numbers not drop off as dramatically as they were previously i know like thor had a really bad drop off number but i don't think that's the same as like the crawdads or like mm-hmm. elvis or even like nope where i feel like older fans of horror are going to be like, oh, I'm going to check this out. My kid or my grandkids said it's very similar yeah. to like seventies. So I just think like other than Thor, cause I feel like everyone who wanted to see it saw it the first weekend and that dramatic drop off mm-hmm. was because of that. But I just think like, I don't want to say like movies are back, but I think like it's safer right now to say like this movie's going to do better than anticipated. 
But yeah. I just want to say the people that are saying like, nope, didn't do as well as it could have. Like, why did you ever think it was going to make like $60 million? Like, I feel like 45 to 50 was exactly yeah. where I thought it was going to be. And that's an amazing box office achievement. Like, given yeah. everything else that's out and like, like a lot of people don't have the ticket things at their local theaters so them seeing a movie in IMAX could cost them like $90 for two people so Mm -hmm. because I saw an IMAX at 10 a.m and when I bought my tickets it was I was literally the only person and then it was sold out by the time I went so I'm like if it's selling out 10 a.m showtimes it's doing something right Mm -hmm. and also to that point um uh, yeah, it's not it's it's not opening as well as as us did, but also us was riding the wave of get out. Yes, it's a massive wave. Nope is riding the wave of us, which is a smaller wave. Mm-hmm. You know, people like us, but not on the level of get out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's um, a really good point. It is Top Gun is the only um, movie this year that has crossed a billion dollars. Doctor Strange mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, Top Guns at 1.2 billion. Doctor Strange at like 954 million. Yeah, Thor's only at 598, and I don't think it's going to make 500. Uh, you can close, but like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't see it crossing at this point. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, with Top Gun, I think a lot of people were assuming it was going to be domestic, like a d- big domestic play, and then, uh, you know, not as or big worldwide. Uh, but it's made more foreign than it made. Then it's made domestically. I mean, it's right, six hundred thirty-five million domestic, six forty-seven foreign, uh, which is just super impressive. Um, also, and really, the box office, everything, everywhere, all at once, passed one hundred mil this weekend. There, exciting. That's that's eight twenty-four's first. Yeah, so, that is um, so I, crazy. Yeah, box office is looking very awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that is box office talk. Um, the last of our news for the week is uh, probably one of the biggest festival announcements in, I would say, years. Um, for the first time ever, Steven Spielberg is going to be rooming with Adriano uh, up in Personally. Toronto and uh, going to TIFF in The Fablemans is going to make its premiere um, at the Toronto International Film Festival. Um which I think Glass Onion could give it a run for its money, but this has People's Choice written all over it, I would say. Um, and let's we'll see what the full slate is, but probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think of well, all the I big don't ones even that are really right think now. I need to see the plate. I think this is well, greatest beer run ever could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Glass Onion was going to take it by a landslide. Um, well, and then this came along. Right and yeah, uh, I mean, having Spielberg release at TIFF, he's getting out before everyone. Um, you know, I, it's, it's a really good shot, especially Oscars wise. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's a good landing spot. I, I was always thinking that this was a good landing spot. I didn't think it was going to be the landing spot for it, but, um, but yeah, I think it's exciting. Adriano is the, uh, as the Canadian resident for the podcast. Uh, what do you think? 
Uh, well, as someone who is going, I'm hyped beyond like as someone who's hopefully going as well. <laughs> like I, I just because I hate the way that Tiff is announcing the movies right now. Like this daily thing. Mm. Like I'm sorry, they almost feel movie. like they are like uh, Ryan Johnson announcing the cast. <laughs> oh wow, it kind of does feel like that. Wow. Like well, every yeah, day, like, it's like another drop. Yeah, it, it, here's like if it was every day, I wouldn't mind it. It's like this bi daily thing. It's it's randomly like times, no patterns. Like this is annoying. But like mm-hmm. I literally, I was cutting the grass on uh, Friday because I had people coming over on Saturday, and I I I finish and I go on my phone. I have like a thousand notifications. I'm like, wonder what that's for. And I find out Fableman's going to TIFF, and I'm like freaking out. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> like losing it. I'm like holy shit that's huge for the movie and top of me being excited my one fear is that that could you know ha- have that front runner fatigue issue that a lot of movies that I premiere at TIFF have which is Belfast like had it last year Belfast had it where like it comes out everyone's like oh it's the front runner and then it kind of slowly loses momentum to the point where like only Michelle Williams wins or like only screenplay wins something mm-hmm. like that but that's my pessimism talking but um, I'm just I'm super hyped that uh, that it's coming to TIFF, and it's also awesome that's like Spielberg's first time at TIFF. It must mean because I would argue that TIFF has the most eyeballs of any of the fall festivals, like you know, like in terms of like you know, just uh, like red carpet, like everybody knows yeah. about it, like mm-hmm. yeah. really and well known. So bringing it there, like that, has to mean confidence uh, from Universal. Yeah, uh, Kenzie, anything from you? I just think he must be I'm wondering if it does every festival minus Venice obviously but I'm wondering if maybe he does every festival but I do just worry like you guys are saying about the whole like like when A Star is Born premiered and it literally did every festival including Venice but it had that that huge like front runner thing that just like we mm-hmm. took it down really fast and it wasn't yeah. I don't think it had anything to do with the movie I just think it was the front runner and like same thing with Belfast like I don't think it had anything to do with the movie itself it's just if you're the front runner you everyone comes for you I do yeah. wonder like the filmmakers behind most of these films that that happens to are not no offense to Kenneth Branagh I just think he is not the same kind of filmmaker as Steven Spielberg but I think like mm-hmm. I think you would agree. <laughs> no, I mean to Nicole. I don't mean to Kenneth Branagh, <laughs> Sir Kenneth Branagh himself. Um, but I just think, like, I wonder if that conversation is different because it's Steven Spielberg. But I do wonder, like, especially, like, just how many of these we've had of, like, the director and their their life story or whatever being made into a movie, like, is this the movie where we finally are like, eh, like, time out? Like, no, I like that would be Armageddon yeah. time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. I, I, and that's the other thing is like, have we ever had two in the same year? Uh, I feel like, like two uh, major ones. I don't, yeah, like major think ones. so. It's just uh, like, my guess is no, but also I'm gonna imagine Green Book and Roma, <laughs> technically. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and assume Armageddon time won't have the amount of publicity as Fablemans will. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm just very like I do have it like in the number one, number two spot in a lot, a lot, a lot of my predictions. But I do think 
this movie, we might be like thinking it's like West Side Story where it's so many nominations in every cat- type of category. Whereas maybe by the time it comes out, it does pick up all these nominations, but maybe it's strong in certain categories or certain mm-hmm. like areas versus this like widely nominated, widely acclaimed thing. I mean, obviously we have to wait and see and obviously it's Steven Spielberg, right. but just, I'm just so nervous it's going to be at TIFF. Like it's so cool, but it's very like, like at first I was so excited and I was like, holy shit. And then I was like, wait, what does this mean? It's too early. Like, yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I mean, I can't, this is like going to be one of those movies. The second I figure out when it's premiering, I'm going to like refresh the runtime X amount of time later, like nonstop until I start seeing reactions. But like, I don't know. It's so crazy. It, it was literally the crazy, I like stopped what I was doing to be like, I cannot believe he's going to TIFF. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. I, I absolutely agree. And uh, if anyone from Discussing Film is listening, make sure you add Paul Dano to your next tweets. Don't keep him out. Don't erase him. Um, they tweeted out that Fablemans is going to Toronto and they did a whole cast list where they were like, uh, Julia Butter, Seth Rogen, Michelle Williams, David Lynch, uh, but they didn't say Paul Dano. They probably didn't have enough space, and they were like, "David Lynch is going to get me more." Like, yeah, they'll be like, oh, "I new David Lynch movie going to going to." What did uh, David Lynch and Seth Rogen talk about? <laughs> like, do you think they spoke to each other? Like, <laughs> I think he was like, "It's Friday." <laughs> <laughs> the weather's good. Doesn't he do like a weather a, yes. we- a daily weather? We thing? love him. The yeah. only good thing COVID gave us. <laughs> um absolutely um but yeah so that is all of our news talk um and we're going to move from news into note talk um so i guess we can start with doing initial spoiler free reactions if we want to get into a spoiler section i'm sure we can um let's just do spoilers but i think okay well if you're listening now uh either skip ahead or turn it off i'll, I'll try to uh, i'm not a great editor i'll try to figure out a time frame of uh when you guys can see skip ahead but i would skip ahead now because we are going to talk about spoilers um of course nope is the big release of the week does anyone have any initial thoughts on the movie um I think Adriano and I are on a little different plane than Kenzie, but I do feel like I called exactly what Kenzie was going to think about it. Okay, so I have a question about this. Were you like watching it? And when you were thinking back, if I was going to like it, were you like that really weird, bizarre, violent thing Kenzie will like in the rest of the movie? She won't. I thought when they got pulled up and like were like sucked like in the tube. And then uh, the whole like that I did like into that the part. whole scene after I was like okay I think she's gonna like this whole like middle scene I I'm really like impressed that um so a lot of things with alien movies are that you don't see what happens to the people if they get sucked up mm-hmm. and then you don't see like the creature which obviously was not a thing with this movie um. Mm-hmm. 
but so I really was so like when that was happening and you could see them like getting sad I was like holy shit but I like that showed its hand really fast Mm -hmm. and I was like I this is like not his fault it's my fault but the same thing happened to me with us where I was very annoyed that you could figure out the plot very quickly whereas I felt like with Get Out you were kind of like what's happening the whole movie Mm -hmm. but with us and nope i was very like it felt very obvious to me not like obvious but just like it felt very like the 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 shock factor like what is it like was very not shocking to me if that makes sense yeah no i get that um yeah i get that i and i think i think like you said, they did show their hand pretty early when they, um, when you kind of started to figure out that the, um, that the aliens weren't aliens. They were, it was just a large predator, we'll say. Um, so I do agree with that. Um, I think for me, I kind of liked that just because it helped, um, it you could really... enjoy the movie. You weren't yeah. like, "What's happening?" Yeah, yeah. It was almost it was almost uh, in a completely different take on it, but it was almost uh, a lot like the end of the uh, the first Knives Out, where like you know early on that he did kill himself, but like that's not what the movie was about. It wasn't about like figuring out who murdered him. It was like who figured out uh, who was trying to murder him, and then who you know was setting everything up, and so. Um, I think for me, getting that kind of out of the way and knowing the twist a little early on, especially, I think that helped me a lot with the Gordy stuff. Um, because at first I was like, okay, where's this going to go? I know I had a bunch of my coworkers that thought it was like an elongated, like monkey paw, um, like logo. <laughs> um, well, can we just say, I don't know if you guys felt like this, but you know, the fist bump that's mm-hmm. in the trailer and it was one yeah. of the first images released. That not being an alien, yeah. like I was like, you know what? I don't like this movie, but this is the best like m- like media release to like throw you off whatever you're thinking. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> that not being an alien, and then uh, Mary Jo what not being an alien. Yeah, I thought I thought the I thought she was going to be an alien. I didn't know she was going to have her face. Plus those alien off. fake guys with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the fake out with the kids, I just want to say I saw this sold out. So there were people next to me, including the man that bought his ticket while I was by myself. And I was the only person in the theater and he chose to sit next to me. Um, The girl next to me, she left. She got so scared. I was like, what? What? Like, she (laughs) never came back. Yeah. No, I I think. That was so funny. And I like that it was like, part of Stephen Young's character of being like obsessed with like clinging on to fame and whatnot like he even did it to his children which is so crazy like he was like dressed up like these aliens because like he's scared of aliens like mm-hmm. I loved that my life that it crept into the part of like Stephen Young wanting to buy their ranch and like maybe he's trying to scare him off his property mm-hmm. which is really cool but once he was gone, Stephen Young, I was bored. I was like, I don't care about anything happening. Like, it felt very... 
either what he should have either chosen not to go into so many themes and not finish them or just pick one theme and follow through or just make a blockbuster that doesn't have themes i felt like there were too many themes started Mm -hmm. that i was excited about and then nothing ever happened with them like the beginning where he's on is it a commercial or a tv show or whatever it's a commercial when he's on that set and they cut to he's like the only black person in the room waiting on his sister and like that was really interesting especially given the context of the clip that they show of the horse with the jockey like that was so interesting and I kind of thought they were going to keep up with that like as a theme like layered within the movie and I feel like they did a little bit but I just feel like it got kind of lost in the rest of the movie whereas it would have been really cool to make like an alien movie about the film industry and how they the film industry itself has like piggybacked and stolen from a lot of black creators and artists within the industry but and then I was really interested in like the a commentary it kind of started on like special effects versus like practical mm-hmm. and then that didn't go anywhere and I understand like there's only so much they could have done with that but I do feel like with an alien movie you could have pulled off like something and then I just feel like the start of this family drama between Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer like I don't understand it like she was not there and then but they worked together but kind of I just felt like that he should have either never started it or he should have just been like, she didn't live here. She came back when the dad died or something Mm -hmm. because they kind of had tension sometimes and then they didn't have it some other times. And I understand with siblings, it comes and goes or whatever, but not as drastically as they were making it out to be. And then I don't, I don't know. It just, there were so many themes like started that didn't really go anywhere, but I will say Kiki Palmer is so great. I mean, everyone is so great in this movie, but like mm-hmm. give Kiki Palmer more leading roles because she was so fun in Hustlers. Like so fun. And then I feel like she wasn't really in anything after that. And then Lightyear. I didn't see Lightyear. Come on. No the one. Second, <laughs> the, second, the second it was like, this is barely going to get nominated. I was like, I'll wait until it gets nominated or not. But um i don't know she's so great she has so much charisma like the camera like an imac camera in particular loves her put her Mm. in everything possible please yeah i agree i think um in the same sentiment i hope him and daniel kaluuya keep doing more movies because i I thought Mm. he i thought every one of his deliveries whether they were like when he opens the door and he looks (laughs) And he just closes the door. He that doesn't say anything, but it's so great. Mm. The whole the whole audience was like laughing, and then it cut straight to um, it cut straight back to Kiki Palmer and uh, Brandon Payne. Oh God, I don't want to butcher his last name. Um, but it cuts back to um, M and Angel, and they're like being rained on by uh, like blood and everything, which I loved as well. Um, Brandon Pratt. I did like that. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I I thought I thought all of the acting was phenomenal. I don't know where they found that uh, Michael Wincott or whatever, um, but like in the same vein as like 
You don't know where they found this 90s legend? I, okay, so when I, I look up... I don't know the last thing know. he was in. I don't know the last thing he was in. When I look up IMDb, it's like his picture is just the poster from Nope. And so I was I have no clue. Like I am so offended. Okay, so not only is he in one of the Robin Hood movies, he is in The Three Musketeers. He is in um, The Crow. He is in a The Doors movie. What else is he in? I don't, he's in Alien Resurrection. He was in every movie in the 90s. He was so good. And I he's in um, that Along Came a Spider movie, and which I don't know. He's in Toronto, apparently. He yep. is literally so <laughs> good. And he just kind of like disappeared. I don't know why, but I was really excited that he was in this and I also love him like having like a stereotypical like international like cinematographer name and like it being like a joke throughout the movie like I thought that was so funny like it was just I don't know and he was so great in it I love he has a really great screen presence even like his voice on the phone when you couldn't see him he was so good that's what I was gonna say is he he has the same I felt the same about his character as I did um, one of the the bodyguard from Uncut Gems, mm. um, where I was like, "Oh, like just hearing, like hearing them, I will, I will always know who that is." Um, sorry, yeah. I thought you were gonna say something. Oh no, and, he was just so I was so excited to see because I didn't know he was in it. The posters all over LA are not his poster, so mm-hmm. I was very shocked he was in it. I didn't know he was in it and I was like oh I literally texted my mom after because I used to love watching the Robin Hood movies <sighs> so good love him uh also I loved his little get up like his, yeah his like his so toss of his scarf when he's like doing his <laughs> so final good. camera um, um Adriano anything uh you want to get off Man, I, I'm I'm pro nope. I guess you could say um, I'm very pro nope. Adrian nope, as my name suggests. Um, I I just I will say the characters could have been better written. I didn't feel like they had a proper arc or anything like that. It just kind of felt like they were kind of just there to be shocked at the spectacle of it all. But like the spectacle of it all was like such a like. It's one of those things where it's like, man, Jordan Peele is like clearly just loves movies mm-hmm. and like horror in general, and it shows it's in a way that like I don't want to, not in the same way, but in like in a way of when you watch like a Tarantino movie, where you're like you, you just tell this guy just loves movies, and Peele, you know, and, and I, I do I do kind of appreciate this movies. I don't want to say it's definitely not straightforward, but it's not like you know reliant on like all these big plot twists or anything like that, like Us and Get Out were. And they not not that it was a bad thing, but it does it, it stops Peel from being a one trick pony, and it's and I really respect that about this movie. And I did see it a second time, and a little bit more of its layers like were a lot more clear to me. Like I was also kind of like, well, what what's, what's with the monkey? Like I don't really get that. I, I love the monkey. Yeah, I love it. I do too, but I was like, well, why is this in this movie? Mm-hmm. And I, I thought you're like, why do I love it? Yeah. Yeah, you're kind of like, why is this here? Like, you know what I mean? And then now, but I get it now, like, to to an extent. But can, 
Can I ask about the monkey and what y'all think? Because this is like something that's really like deterring me from the movie. Okay. Is so from what I take away from Steven Yeun and the monkey story and just Steven Yeun's entire business and his offering of the horse to the aliens and trying to profit off of it is and like Daniel Kalia's character at one point even brings it up. Also, the whole OJ thing at the beginning was the funniest thing I've ever seen, where she's like, your name is OJ? And um, what's his name from Legally Blonde is there? Which, by the way, none of us mentioned, but like, what is he doing there? But um, just so funny. But so, like, they're all getting eaten alive because they're trying to profit off these creatures and whatnot. It's kind of like, a subplot that never goes anywhere and is also wrong but like and that's like part of the reason he brings up this um monkey is that they were not cautious of him being a predator and him whatnot and the whole daniel kaluuya trains horses knows which horses like how to handle each horse differently was kiki palmer's character not like that the, that's like, why he was mad that she was like he was like don't plug your businesses like that's not what we're here for and she's like this is my side job those are my real jobs well yeah because i think she was trying to get like the oprah shot i think um with her character i, I didn't think uh she didn't i pretty sure she didn't want to train horses because she was supposed to train no i'm not talking about why she didn't want to train horses i'm talking about like she was desperate for not desperate, but I mean, kind of for fame. And oh, but she was also the first one to like when she finally saw like the saucer or whatever. She was like, "We have to leave," and he was like, "I'm staying." And he's like, "I've got work to do. I've got mouths to feed." So she was, she was definitely more wanting to leave initially. But then she was all about getting the shot. She was like, "We're gonna cash in on this." They cuts to them eating French fries and fries and. The way Denokli is eating fries, I was like, I want some fries. Like, mm-hmm. no. But like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like- I think I think for me, it seemed like at every turn, it was like almost like Denokli was like saying, I'm going to do this with or without you. And she was just like, well, I'm not going to like let well, you do it alone. he was doing it in a sense to protect his, he was desperate to hold on to their family's ranch. Mm-hmm. He switched to wanting the Oprah shot once they were at fries well because i think i think he wanted to i feel like he, he wanted to pay knew off the how to. once he realized how much they could get but she was wanting to do it from the start but i feel like the reason he switched was that like how i saw it was the reason he wanted to switch was like he wanted to do it to just pay off the debts but then he like once he figured out that it wasn't like a group of aliens that he could just get a shot like once he figured out that he could probably train it because i think in the beginning of course like he isn't seen as a good trainer his dad was the one who did all the training um i thought he, he was, was seen still... as a good trainer but he wasn't like a showman and that's why he needed his sister oh yeah. i was i thought he was like, still being like like i thought he was good like dad. he knew the horses better than like most of them but he just wasn't spoken. And that was like the one theme I thought he followed through with the characters was that by the end, he kind of like spoke up for himself. Mm -hmm. But throughout the movie, he was kind of struggling to like speak 
Well, I just saw I saw that as almost as like him wanting to because he was the one who was like, this is just like any other predator. I thought he in my mind, it was him wanting to like show that he could almost well train or tame this predator. But I feel like at the beginning, they show us Kiki Palmer plugging her side business or her like jobs while she's at the animal training thing. And then she is like talking about like this is her side job those are her real jobs like Mm -hmm. and she just wanted a money shot she just wanted to like make money and she kept joking like what are we getting out of this other than making money and um angel's character says that or angel says that at one point and i just i always just felt like her character started off and slightly transitions into being like a good person like at the end she doesn't care about the reporter she cares about her brother on the horse but I just felt like there was never like a subtle switch to that. It was either she was fully trying to be famous or she was like, this is my brother. That's all I care about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get that. Kind of. I feel like she's so personable and plays her so personably that like it doesn't show that much. But I just felt like with her character specifically that she I don't know she really like had this weird switch of like motivations like halfway through the movie that wasn't really like explained yeah um yeah I don't know I guess for me it always just seemed like she was only doing this I I feel like especially after she initially saw the saucer and she wanted to leave and then she was and then her brother was like i'm staying like i'm not leaving um and i feel like yeah she was still trying to like okay we can get famous off this but i feel like she was doing it more so to help her brother who she could see was clearly hurting um because i feel like she had almost not cut ties with her dad but she that she and her dad definitely had differing opinions for a long time yeah Yeah. um where I feel like Daniel Kaluuya was much closer to uh, to their dad. And I feel like she could see that he wasn't going to stop. And instead of, um, instead of leaving him, you know, but that's himself. what I would think if the fries scene had happened before, but it had happened after, like they went to buy all the camera equipment after that. The fry scene? No. And bought the camera equipment after she realized he was staying. Because they could capture it on the cameras they already had. But I thought there was a um I thought there was a time after the like the first time after the with because it gets switches from like trying to get a shot to being like violent. Yeah. But like before that, she's very much like if her life isn't in danger, she wants to get the shot and get famous. Yeah, well, I feel like because um, it was after because it was after the prime mana scene when like she went outside and she definitely saw it and he goes back in to check the footage and he sees that the prime mana was on the screen. She comes back in and she's like, "No, no, I know, but no, that's after it. they go buy those cameras because those are the cameras." No, I know, and I'm saying oh, that like I no 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 it's, it's after. not before because those are the cameras she bought at Fry's. Yeah. Oh, and oh, that's yeah. that's the part where she's saying like I don't want to do this because anymore. it turned violent, not because she didn't want to make money, because she was scared for her life. 
yeah, and then she sees that like she sees that Daniel Kaluuya is staying. And but that was the, the first time it happened when they didn't have those cameras. That was when he said, I have work to do. The second. No, no, no. It was that said, was the second time the because second he was time looking he at says, the, I'm not getting this is like all that's left with our family. I'm not letting it go because no, I always understood his motivations and his progression of character. He was the only one I felt like he fully wrote, like not fully, but like for the most part, fully wrote. But like her character, I felt like, I don't know, I feel like her motivations were very like strange and like she went from being like, and I understand it's like an alien, like nothing's going to make sense with the way you act, but it was just very like jarring that he's making this commentary on people that do things to make money and do things to become famous, like Steven Young's character versus like, she was kind of like in between Stephen Young's character and Daniel Kaluuya's character, like with her morality, I guess. But it just felt like very weird to me. Well, from what I remember, it was the second, the second scene uh, when that comes through and he's at the camera looking through it and she comes up and she's like, no, 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 like I'm leaving. And well, he's, he's like, worried he's about like, the go on then. And, the property. and he says, he's like, I've worried got mouths about, to feed. He's not worried about bills at that point. He's worried about the animals. Whereas, like, yeah. the first time, he's very, like, I have work to do. But the second time, he's worried about the horses. He's not worried about, like, working. He's The first time, he's very worried about the the work. They're not worried, but he was like, I just have to work. Like, I don't care. But the second time, he was very much concerned about the horses because he had seen the horse switch, like a, like, a second horse, like, behave differently. So he knew something was up because the first time it was just the horse in the arena and the second time it was like they were all freaking out because it was so bad but also he is so good with horses yeah i yeah. was like wow i but i loved it Kaluuya. and pro- shout out to the guy in front of me who was googling who is daniel Kaluuya like halfway through the movie i was like because, you know, at AMC, you can text, you can tweet, you can take videos. They don't give a shit what you're doing. That's, hey, that's fucking stupid. What? They don't, <laughs> don't have those in Canada. <laughs> They're hell on earth. Yeah. Not a, don't like the one I'm at, but not a fan of those even more. Um, moving on, do we feel like this movie has any Oscar potential? Um, do we feel like it has any realistic Oscar potential? And what would you what would you personally give it um i'll start with kenzie um i would contend for it for sound but i think it depends what comes out the rest of the year um i saw an imax so it was obviously very good but i will say i could hear a different movie at some point so cool amc center theater um but i didn't like the special effects but I guess it also depends what comes out the rest of the year, because from what I heard, it's better than um, some other movies that some other like heavy VFX movies that came out. Um, But that's really it. I don't think it's contending anywhere else. I would love if like Kiki Palmer or something got like a critics nomination. Mm -hmm. Like that would be really cool just because she's so like, she really stands out. But I, I mean, the, it's fine that this movie is not contending for Oscars, but like, I don't really 
see anything but the sound is really it's really unique to me because it goes silent at some points but not in the same sense as like a quiet place so I think that's really cool but other than that I I I don't think so yeah I I definitely think sound um I almost said sound editing no just sound um has a pour good one shot. out man pour one out and I think um I do think VFX uh has a decent decently good shot if they can put together a good reel um but i think other than that um maybe it has an outside 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 shot of editing um but it's not going to get anything major um i don't see it getting anywhere other than sound and maybe vfx i would love the score got at least some recognition just because I think Michael Abel's needs recognition for his score. But yeah, I don't see this being any sort of like massive Oscar player. Oh, and you know what? Maybe the um, production design, not at the Oscars, but maybe like if someone could recognize like one of the guilds maybe because it's really, really cool. The callbacks to like old Hollywood sets. Mm-hmm. And then there's obviously the scenes that are more like modern sets, but that was my last one. Sorry. Totally. And building that entire like Jupe, Jupe's Canyon or whatever, Jupe's Crossing. Um, Jupe's Crossing. What is it? Jupe's. The, the frontier western thing. Yeah. But what is it called? It's going to drive me nuts. Jupe's I know, there's, Comet. There's a word for it that I'm blanking on completely. Uh, Jupe's... Is it Jupiter's Crossing? Oh, that might be it. How do we all forget? Yeah, none of <laughs> us are paying attention. But I feel like it's because they never call Jupiter's clam. Claim? Yeah. Claim. Yeah, Jupiter's claim. That's dumb. Yeah. I like crossing better. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of nice. Um, Adriano, anything you could see this getting? Um... I mean, kind of the two you mentioned sound in VFX, but I would say it has an edge in VFX just because, you know, VFX isn't looking ultra competitive. Uh, Whereas sound, I can give you 15 that I think are ahead. Um, Yeah, I don't really think this is an above the line play just because, like, I know Get Out, like, you know, I think Get Out was a kind of a different scenario just because, you know, horror is kind of by design a niche kind of genre, and Get Out was like the rare horror movie that everybody just loved and admired, like even non horror fans. And I don't think Nope really, I think, I think anyone can watch Nope and admire it, but not in the same like cultural, like, like just shockwave that Get Out was. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't like realistically, I think Nope's just getting no Oscar nominations. But um, I definitely think it gets nominated. Uh, nominated. Oh. Um, I definitely think it gets at least one of Sounder VFX, but I think it comes out with like one, two max. Am I the only one? Actually, no, I saw one other person that. Well, it's my really... number six in VFX, though. I will say. What it's is mine? Where do I have it in visual effects? I think realistically, it doesn't get anything, but like I can maybe see a VFX on just because it's kind of a weak year, because, you know. So it could mom. also it could also be like the one of those like lone sound nominations. Um, but I felt like that was a stronger possibility when it was separated. I feel like now that it's one yeah. sound category, it's it's, it's very like the things like 
like we're we're getting like all quiet on the western front where it's like a war movie yeah like i moved that to my yeah um especially with netflix money behind it if they figure out it's only going to contend in sound and international feature they're going to put all their money behind that um so i have no the way i have visual effects i don't have it in like order other than avatar and top gun but I have Nope on my list. It's just not in order, if that makes sense. I have Nope above Top Gun. The only thing about Top Gun is I feel like the box office, I'm not one of those people that has it in their best picture lineup. I refuse until they get closer to the season. I think it's happening. I, I, I caved. <laughs> I, I haven't done it yet. but And I say yet because I feel like I will. But yeah. Like, I don't want to be an idiot, but, like, I just, I'm not there yet. I haven't caved either, and I, I have something very, very other in okay, the uh, But the thing you have in Best Picture, like, I would love for it to happen. Um, Wait, what's this other that I'm... That I'm well, well, we might talk about it soon. Um, but I... No. <laughs> I... So I have Avatar number one for visual effects, which um, sorry to do this to Ryan McQuaid at Awards Watch, but I saw I saw the trailer in IMAX and I was like, I kind of get it. Like I kind of get it. Like wow. I was my friend, the Oscar expert, kind of made this point where VFX for the next couple years are going to just be a just a pattern of Dune and Avatar. Avatar Dune. Avatar Dune. Um, but I have Avatar and Top Gun, and the reason I have Top Gun is I feel like the box office, it's not going to push it. I'm not convinced it's pushing it into Best Picture. Like, I just don't buy it, given, like, we have Scorsese, we have, like, Spielberg, we have Chazelle. Mm-hmm. Like, there's too many big-name directors, and then there's all these movies from, like, some big directors, but also smaller directors in, like, pending release that I'm just like I'm not there yet to think none of those movies are going to matter and we're going to have space for everything everywhere all at once and Top Gun Maverick like I'm just Mm -hmm. not convinced they're both in yet um I mean obviously I'll eat my words if that happens but that's why I'm saying yet I'm just not there yet with Top Gun but I do think it's going to help push it into other categories like that um set it apart from other blockbusters in a sense like i am not a huge top gun fan i did not think it's the same movie everybody else is saying it is but i do think the visual effects and the sound and i have it on my list for editing i don't have it in mm-hmm. but it's in it's, i'd probably put it in my 10 like i mean right mm-hmm. now i have it like nine so, like, I, I, I just think, like, it's going to be part of the conversation, but mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that it's there yet. But I just, there are some shots in Nope. I was like, this is definitely not a priority movie for them, which is really weird looking at Universal Slate and feeling like that. They don't really have anything for VFX Universal. Yeah, it just didn't stand out to me. And I felt like there were some shots that I was like, this is not that great for, like, what I thought Universal was doing with this movie. And that's nothing against Jordan Peele. If anyone comes to yell at me, like that is not his fault. It's not the VFX artist's fault. It is clearly just like a budget constraint. Um, especially like I'm gonna say after watching Top Gun Maverick and after watching like the Batman, like I feel like the way special effects were utilized there, they covered 
if there was any problem with a budget constraint looking at VFX or a time constraint. And I just did not feel like they did that with Nope very well. Um, yeah, I just don't think it's happening visual effects. I just feel like this movie was like a summer blockbuster and not the same sense that everyone thinks yeah. it is, that it's just gonna come and go. And that's that's totally fine. I just yeah. wanna say it is totally fine for his movies to be amazing cinematic experiences. They don't have yeah. to be Oscar movies. It can just be a movie you enjoy, like just watch movies. Like I know this like, is an Oscar podcast, so that sounds silly, but like <laughs> Jordan Peele made he it has up. his Oscar already. Yeah, like, like he has an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Like he can just make cool, fun, exciting movies for the rest yeah, of his I'm career for this, all I care. I was having this conversation with someone the other day, and they were asking, like, do you think Peele will ever go back to the Oscars? I'm like, my guess is no, but like also like, he doesn't need to go back. Like he has his Oscar mm-hmm. already. Like if he's gonna, I absolutely like, think he'll be back. It just won't be for this. I think, yeah, but like, I think, I think he'll like, go back, but maybe like in like 15 years, he'll be like, you know what, I'm gonna make perhaps. It but I think with like Peel, it's like, all right, well, do we want him to like change what he's doing so we can get another trophy? It's like, no, like he he, he has his Oscar already. Like he doesn't, he just let him make, and he's allowed to do kind of whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. So like, just, just keep doing that, and if one of them catches on in the way that Get Out did, where it's a massive hit and everyone loves it. And it goes back to the Oscars. Awesome, but like you know, it doesn't need to. But you can just I make say, forty-four so million dollars opening weekend and be like, yeah. suck on that." <laughs> but I will say um, so. That's why I have Nope above Top Gun and VFX. The reason is because I do have Top Gun and Picture, but kind of in the same way as Dunkirk, they've been very upfront and like very focused on the marketing mm-hmm. about little like the effects there is how like they actually flew the planes and stuff that's why it was where something like nope where not only do they use vfx but they also use it correctly where it's like i think jacob you brought it up and on twitter where it's like they only use vfx when they absolutely need to like with the aliens and like with or yeah UFO. it's all it's all like or it's like way off in the distance and all it's all just yeah. kind of tone setting Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that was our discussion on Nope uh, and its Oscar potential. If you are trying to skip through, here is the spot that you can come back. Um, now we're going to get into our next Oscar checkpoint. Last week, we very, very, very quickly brushed through all of the acting. Still don't know how we did it. Um, this week, uh, we're going to. That's what that's how. <laughs> This week we are going to go over the uh, the writing categories, the um, both adapted and original screenplay. Um, we can start with adapted because I feel like original is going to be a, maybe a little harder. Um, and I will start and going five, going four through one, saving my five uh, to hold everyone and Adriano in. Um, in suspense i'm I'm very curious what the hell's going on here (laughs) my four is white noise uh my three is women talking my two is killer of the flower moon my number one right now is glass onion a knives out mystery um i have confidence in what netflix is doing with that putting it in theaters um and letting ryan johnson kind of make the movie he wants to make um killers of the flower moon i feel like is the 
best follow-up, but I feel like that's going to be much more of a director's movie than it is going to be. Is it not? It's going to be both. I I mean, I have, look, Eric Roth, like from sheer will, got Dune into... This could be, but Dune was, so, I, I can't explain Dune should have won. And I literally like drive my car was everything to me, but like Dune was such a beautiful adaptation. I don't know how he did it or all of the writers, but um, Killers of the Flower Moon, not only just a beautiful nonfiction work, but like, like it, it's, it's going to be his, his meal ticket. I'm sorry. Um, my number five, uh, is a movie that I also have general. in my top, I guess, 20 of best picture right now is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, okay. I can see that. Yeah. I actually, <laughs> um, going in and- I thought you were going to say Derby, something like, oh, Black Adam. <laughs> going in and looking on Gold Derby, um, Pinocchio actually is on the adapted screenplay like list. This Pinocchio, not Zemeckis' Pinocchio. Um, I imagine. Which I do think if- if Pinocchio comes out, it has a very, very, very friendly release around Christmas. Uh, everyone in the world knows how big Del Toro is with um, going out and meeting people, just talking about cinema. I think that, um, especially with the changes he's making to the story to make it more in like pre-World War II fascist Italy and how they're trying to like use Pinocchio as... Like how the Italian like fascists are trying. Can I um talk over you for one second? So yes. the other day I text in our group chat, what's everyone's like, I'm ordering in, getting exactly what I want meal. And for some reason, the text sent at the same time he, Jacob texted <laughs> back, a hot cricket in fascist <laughs> Italy. What else could you want? <laughs> so that's Jacob's dream meal. That's my dream. Uh <laughs> That's my dream dine-in um, delivery meal. Oh my god! Yeah, I think I was at work, and everyone knows how great my uh, my work service is. So, um, but yeah, I'll talk more about my Pinocchio best picture prediction if I make the jump and move it into my ten. But I do think the Oscars love Del Toro, um, and I feel and I like think- he'll really speak volumes to the medium he used like he is so passionate on his instagram and other social medias of like the little creatures he makes Mm -hmm. like at home so i feel like and he always talks about like how he can't believe that artists do this for movies so i feel like he is going to like campaign for the crew on his movie that's gonna help push it into other categories because I feel like when writers, directors do that kind of thing, it kind of like like raises their nomination numbers for the movie across the board because they can tell like so much went into behind the scenes of the movie. And let's not forget, I mean, he did pick up a WGA nomination last year for Nightmare Alley, which was deserved. Yeah, but it didn't. But it was like not widely predicted. Yeah. Yeah. So I do feel like, especially from a writing standpoint, that they do. Um, and then I feel like maybe not best picture, but I feel like one of the not easiest isn't the right word, but the one of the easiest categories for um, 
animated features that get yeah. above the line is in the screenplay. It happens yeah. all the time with Pixar's. And so he is my number five right now. Kinsey, what are your top five? Okay, so right now I have the whale at five. I have not seen the play, but like I'm aware of the subject matter, but I'm, I, listen, I'm an Aronofsky defender. He is my favorite working director. I, I just, I have faith in him and maybe mother wasn't for everyone, but it was for me. And I think writing is his strong suit. Um, I have the sun at four. I, I just think that movie is um, going to really play well based on what everything I've read. Um, I have number three, women talking. I think women talking is going to be one of, if it's good, I think it's going to be one of the most um, nominated films of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I have she said at number two I moved it from five to two after that trailer because I have been terrified for months every day I've texted Jacob it's gonna be like bombshell I'm gonna cry so when the trailer did not give me bombshell vibes I moved it up um, I think I saw some talk of people being like is this the movie industry like patting itself on the back for solving something that it didn't but I think this movie is going to be more like spotlight in a sense of showing this issue was still ongoing, but like it was exposed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have Killers of the Flower Moon at number one. That is not shocking. It's been my number one since I found out the movie was still coming out this year. I listen, a good nonfiction book being adapted into a movie, always good if the movie's good, but like Aerograph, like adapting for a Scorsese movie. Are we kidding? Like, come on, maybe this will. How many Oscars has he been nominated for? Uh, All of them. A ton. All of them. There's only one. (laughs) Does anyone know what he won for? Has he? Yep. What? For what? The Amazing Forrest Gump. Are you? That's why I don't. No, he didn't. He uh, won best writing screenplay based on material previously produced or published. Forrest Gump. That is like the worst movie ever made. I'm so sorry. Uh, Then he was nominated for The Insider with Michael Mann. We love Munich with Tony Kushner. Spielberg's best movie. Fincher's worst movie. A Star Is Born. Bradley Cooper's best movie. (laughs) Mank. (laughs) One of Dave Fincher's best movies. And Dune. One of Disney's best movies. Yep. Um, no, but I just think he is so immensely talented. And he's so great at adapting things um, that should that like that should not be adapted. It feels impossible. To be adapted. Yeah, like he is so good at it, and I just I unless like Women Talking or The Sun or like so I have something in my top like 10, 15, What is this? Ten that um everyone is telling me i'm wrong about but i feel like i'm not later lady chatterley's lover i just watched a mad men episode where they reference when this book comes out um if this movie is good i will move it to five i don't know what i would take out but and then i'm also really curious about natalie portman's husband's carmen adaptation um i have it in my 10 and then i'm just like chilling but i am also like jacob very curious about white noise if it's good it's probably getting in yeah if he if he can adapt that that's like because it's the almost, same thing of like is it unadaptable almost and when when i heard that they were doing the dune adaptation all i had ever known was like this is an unadaptable work and when i like 
knew who was a part of it, I was like, this is definitely getting in, even like up to Oscars when only a couple yeah. people were saying like, yeah, it's getting in. I was like, guys, like this is was an unadaptable work with Eric Roth involved. Um, I almost feel like that same with White Noise. I feel like uh, uh, Bombax's really pushing um, maybe what he's allowed to do with movies. And so <laughs> I'm interested to see if he can uh, if he can actually pull it off. Well, I will say my fear with White Noise is that I've heard it's like, I think it's good but like i've heard it's like i think i'm thinking uh what was it i think you should i'm thinking of ending things level weird. oh then I'm i like, will love it yeah i'm thinking of ending things level weird that's what makes me go oh i don't think so like if that's correct if that's wrong then i'll bump it up but like you know i that doesn't when I hear that, when I hear like people damn me like, oh, uh, white noise is like I'm thinking of uh, leaving level, I'm thinking of ending things. I'm thinking of ending things. You better get its name right. Have I keep on thinking said... of, well, I keep on thinking of uh, Tim Robinson's sketch show. Yeah. Should... Have they Which said who's playing who? <laughs> Sorry. Have they said other than Greta and Adam like who's playing who from the book? Um, I feel like I'm they sure. haven't. But um, there's one like other professor. He creates like a a study on Elvis. That's the movie that Kenzie wants. <laughs> but I wonder, like, who's playing him? Because wait, we Don Cheadle's in it, and then mm-hmm. my angel Rafe Cassidy is in it. Jody Turner Smith is in it, right? Yes. Yeah, I just um, I'm very curious about this movie. And then yeah. um, what's his name is in it too, right? Um, I don't know his legal name. I'm very sorry. Andre 3000? Yes. Uh, I think it's just Andre Benjamin. Okay. I remember when I saw High Life, I was like, Andre 3000? And everyone was like, that's not his name. But um, yeah, I, I just think if that movie's good, it'll be like Jojo Rabbit. Like, oh, who's who's well. the one that does the? But I don't think. I don't Do you know what his name his is. Name. He's okay. like another professor. But I don't remember. Like, obviously, he's not a professor because he has like a class. But he like he's like trying to introduce it or something. Mm-hmm. It's really funny, but I just the timing of that is hilarious. Interesting. Uh, Adriano, what are your top five for adapted screenplay? Um, number five, I have uh, The Whale, which should not come to as a surprise to anyone nope. who listened to me for the past couple months. Um, number four, I have Glass Onion, because I do know that Netflix is planning on pushing that movie. Number three is something none of y'all mentioned The Banshees of Ben Sheeran. I think it's is my that an original. Oh wait, yeah. Uh, it's a, I'm pretty sure it's adapted in the same way that the two popes is adapted. Like it's based on a <sighs> on a, on an unpublished play by Mark McDonough. Oh my god, that's so annoying. Okay, well, well then now that I we're talking, now that it... we're talking about this, is Till adapted or original? Because Gold Derby I... had it in as adapted. It's but original. I, I thought it was original. I mean, I like it's it about original. a real thing, but yeah. I don't think it's adapted i don't think it adapted off of anything yeah that's okay 
just that just confirmed. Uh, I was doing gold derby earlier, and I saw it on there is like pretty high up, and I was like, mm. um, yeah. Wait, and I would have uh, mentioned that if I knew it was adapted. Mm. Uh, number two, I have uh, she said. Um, then number one, I have kill it to the fire moon because you know, Eric Roth. Like, <laughs> It's one of those things. It like, was it was my one until like super recently. Like it's one of those situations where like I don't know if it wins, but like it's definitely getting nominated, you know. Mm-hmm. So I might as well put it in number one until I like I don't have the son just because I've heard it's less cinematic than the father is, and that kind of raises some suspicion about how well it'll do at the Oscars. Um. And also, I have women talking close, but I'm also kind of concerned about that one. And then, number eight, I have the greatest beer run ever. Well, I have, I, I have Spaceman at eight, which, when we finally hear something about that movie, we'll, we'll jump up to my number uh, zero spot. My number zero <laughs> plus one spot. Move up in front of everything else. Um, Adriano, since you just went on that one, do you want to kick us off with um, original screenplay? Sure. Um, number five, I am going with Bros. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had I had heard people talking about this. Um, I don't think that the Academy is there yet, especially with how people have been acting at my theater uh, regarding the trailer. Um, but I, it, it's probably like my eleven. Like I've, I'm. I'm starting to like think that I can move it up in there almost in the same way of like, uh, like a bridesmaids, like that comedy original screenplay nom. Yeah. Or like the big sick. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, number four, I have Bardo. Um, don't need to explain myself there. Um, number three, Babylon. Two, the Fablemans. And then number one, I have uh, everything everywhere all at once. Do you think, do you think it's winning or do you just like, I have that's you, you saw it, so you think it's getting like it's the only one um, you've seen. I guess I guess it's a bit of both. I do think like when it comes to original like screenplay winners in the past couple of years, it's been like these genre bending, like layered, like vastly original kind of movies. You know, like you know, Parasite or Get Out, Promising Young Woman, and also has like passion. That's exactly what level. Belfast was. Exactly. Well, genre <laughs> There are exceptions to the rule when there are no, uh, when nothing, like last year, they yeah. had none of those, none of the original screenplays match the description. So they were just like, all right, let's go with the bland one. Yeah. Um, same thing happened with Green Book. Um, uh, and I do think everything, every all one's really, like, I am aware of the Tony Kushner thing, which is why I have Filaments at two, but I think everything, everywhere all once really feels like, like that kind of winner. So I love that you bring this up, and I'm looking, and I have everything everywhere at 14. Hey, hey what? <laughs> so um, I I'll start on my five, um, and I'll actually start with my number one because I know you said Tony Kushner is why you kept it at two. Steven Spielberg is why I kept it at one, and if he wins, and he'll Tony get an has, Oscar with it. And I feel like Tony has like the like. He didn't get in for West Side Story, which a lot of mm-hmm. people were like, "That's the greatest adaptation of that ever." Yeah, 
I tell I, I, those people because I'm not one of them. Well, I mean, I have them. I have them in. I have them getting nominated, like kind of off easily. So I think I think uh, Spielberg's done what like two scripts since the '80s, and one of them was Poltergeist. Um, Why are you laughing? What's so funny about that? Oh no, I don't think it's funny. I think it's like very on brand for him. I'm just um, I just I just think it's it's insane that he like how much he doesn't write his own scripts and i think that when he has something that's personal like this um i think that especially with tony kushner and then this because i don't i don't you know getting into another topic for another week i don't have him winning director um and i think that they'll give him that for screenplay instead and give director to another uh another old man um you have the same number one for director uh potentially yeah um we'll talk about that we'll talk about that (laughs) another week um but after that uh i will say i have broker at five everything everywhere at four babylon at three and decision to leave at two just because i don't want to pick between the two of them i think one of them is going to get in um if not both of them uh but I do think Decision to Leave, I have this weird thing where I feel like Decision to Leave might be better for a director nomination and Broker better for a screenplay nomination, almost like uh, Worst Person in the World. And well, and I know Drive My Car got a screenplay, but kind of in that same sense. Um, however, right now I have them both in um, just because... You know, I, I think one of them's getting in, and I think Babylon's pretty safe. Uh, and I think everywhere, every everything, everywhere is one of those that the screenplay definitely deserves to get in if they go for it, which I'm hoping that they do. Um, and then the Bantus of Indusherin as my six because it's an original screenplay until proven otherwise. I'm like, do I put it in both until <laughs> I figure it out? Because I put it in both and put an actor like in front and behind. I put like a lot of supporting people on both. I don't know. I, okay. I also have the Fable Women's at one. I, I don't know. I, I, so my number one and my number two are very interchangeable. And it's funny because I feel like my seven and six are very like could get in. So I have Bardo at five. I moved up Triangle of Sadness based on its release date. I think maybe it doesn't get in anywhere and just gets a screenplay nomination. Um, but I, I moved it up to four that release date just like sent me into space. So I was like, got to do something. I still have Banshees at three. If it's adapted, I'm going to move it. But I think it's getting in for screenplay. I think that movie is a safe bet in screenplay, whichever category it is. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to spend all night figuring this out. I feel like Adriana's right. I feel like it's probably going to be the two popes thing. It's so annoying. I have Babylon at two. I th- I think screenplay is going to be like original screenplay until like maybe Empire of Light or Till or I don't know. Like if Shirley is Shirley coming out. I, I hear it is like potentially but also i'm hearing that's kind of just for gina king 
There is know. one that I feel like we're for a good reason, but also kind of refusing to. No, uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that movie exists. I there's that one picture of her, like the paparazzi uh, shot. Those not. Oh very no, flattering. I was I was talking about the uh, the movie that Adriano is alluding to. I don't think that yes, exists. the one that uh, has the one that uh, a pretty shitty guy writing it. Oh, yeah. I I I heard that it's not only made by a horrible p- person, but that it's uh, not good. It, so I I will say I've also heard about like some test screenings that aren't the best. My thing is, it could just get in anyway. But well, but I do think that the backlash towards the guy is gonna affect it in director and screenplay. That said, it's something that we have to begrudgingly kind of. It, it, consider no. it. Okay. I can no. consider it off my screen. <laughs> <laughs> but I wonder, I so I really wonder about Till. I really wonder about Empire of Light. I moved bros into my top 15 because of the bridesmaids. Like, this could mm. be like... I was more thinking big stick for bros. Like, that's a very good... Which, like, we are getting yeah. uh, our first Till trailer tomorrow. Oh, wait, I saw it yesterday, I, Saturday. Oh, you saw I it? I heard people yeah. saw it. Think of it because I've heard mixed things about it. Um, it's very like a generic cut trailer, but gotcha. like it, it's really like emotional. But I do think I I was really caught off guard because I didn't know it was attached to the movie. But I was kind of like, if you don't know the story, I feel like the trailer is kind of weird. Like it's very generic, but I feel like if you don't know what happened, there's like. A solid 45 seconds in a trailer which is obviously a lot of time in a trailer that i feel like if you don't know you could not know what's happening if that makes sense mm-hmm. like i don't it was just i don't know but i wonder if i watch it again if i won't think that but i am i i just want to say it was the second trailer they played and like half the audience wasn't in there and i thought it was really weird that they were showing this like really emotional trailer and like people were coming in with popcorn at 10 a.m. I was like, what is happening? But um, yeah, it was it I it kind of felt like, you know, in like the SNL the spoofs of like like Oscar baby trailers, mm-hmm. it kind of felt oh, like wow. that in a sense that it was just very generic. But I do think it's like a really like like it's very emotional, like the trailer itself. But I do just wonder if maybe it's like an actress play, nothing else. But it's trailer's fault because it's very generic. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. And then the font that's used for the name of the movie is like a good font. But the fonts used for the credits on the trait, like of like who directed it and who's in it, it is, it's like, you know, when you open Word and it's Calibri, like yeah. I was like, I was so confused. I was like, it was really distracting. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was bad, bad decision. Bad decision. But I also uh, am keeping my eye on Holy Spider. Yep. I, I, really well. I really wonder if that movie, um, it seems very not only timely, but it feels like a movie that is clearly a real story and it's very um, like not something that happened here but it could it, it happens everywhere and I wonder if that really translates and it comes out of just international feature but I do think there's just so many international features contending in multiple screenplay categories that it 
it'll get lost in the shuffle or something but and i i feel like that's why i am maybe lesser on triangle of sadness um i had it in right before and other people because it won't have that uh international pull as well so it's gonna have to like do something insane like in that release stage just completely changed my mind i was like oh yeah oh oh, me too but also there is some things i'm a little concerned about this yeah like i like i've heard certain things about scenes that i'm like maybe not but i'm like i also have bros on my list and that trailer Mm -hmm. well i feel like bros might be a little (laughs) bit more like I, I'm assuming we're talking about the same scene. That yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna assume Bros doesn't have that. Yeah. That, that kind of thing. But I think but, Bros. I feel like Bros might be like a little bit more. But but also I, I kind of have three comedies on my thing because oh four actually because Babylon's also apparently a comedy and Bardo's a comedy. I i I'm getting a feeling that Babylon's gonna be like a an Irishman or a Mank and get like a ton of nominations and not win. Oh, that's I, my guess too. I feel like it's gonna win in like tech categories and maybe mm-hmm. nothing else, and like um, one or two. Because I um, have it at one the... for costume design. Uh, I have Babylon like getting a lot of tech. I think I have it leading the nominations, but I'm like kind of like, well, what does it win though? Besides, like, mm-hmm. well, I feel like that was like, the same thing. Oh, Margo. Like... Oh, and also Margo. Yeah, and then I do wonder if um maybe the um con like the conversation that's already started about like who the lead actor is diego calva by mm-hmm. the way like maybe he takes austin butler's spot as like the newbie like mm-hmm. if he's good like yes yeah, there is a newbie because we got some we got some folks like we got some oldies <laughs> yeah so we got some geezers <laughs> it's like hugh jackman leonardo dicaprio king brendan Brendan and then like Colin Farrell, or maybe they go Bill Nye, and then they're like, just make it as old as possible because there's no way, there's no way it's like Adam Driver, like Paul Mescal. Like, there's no way it's that. Yeah, (laughs) it's definitely going to be four for them, one for us. Like, yeah, um, so I, I, there is another screenplay I none of us mentioned. I'm not really shocked none of us mentioned it, but do we have any faith at all? in uh don't worry darling um not for screenplay but mm-hmm. i have it in for cinematography and costume design and then i have it depending on what happens in the movie hairstyling and makeup i, I bring it up just because like warner brothers is i know they warner don't brothers have only, anything they don't have anything and i know with elvis only looking at butler above the line at least so i'm like if don't worry darling's really good do we think that they like push that like that's like their main thing or... they could I just... there was like a small conversation about book smart so like they could yeah. the second trailer to me i didn't watch seemed it. Much the second more... trailer makes it very alienating come academy to mm-hmm. me but i do mm-hmm. wonder like because sometimes they go into that with screenplay you know so like maybe yeah. that's where they recognize it but i do think that it's in for cinematography unless like five more movies come out that are just like the most stunning thing you've ever seen but mm-hmm. i don't think even if you don't watch the movie that you could watch just the first trailer and not think the cinematography and matthew Lematik. yeah also please also, please Chasha. please let there be some conversation between him and Aron- aronofsky like i don't know how they coordinate that but like 
cinematographer on director like make it happen like please but also is Chasha kind of just dead nope I have it at like eight or nine I have it on 11 but I'm gonna take it out I think that it came out and it went and I don't think Apple's gonna spend any money on it my my thing is the reason I'm keeping it in my 10 is because and I do think that I do think that Apple is going to put a lot of money towards uh, Killers of the Flyer Moon, even though I feel like that one's going to have a lot more. I feel like they won't have to put as much money towards Killers of the Flyer Moon as like we're thinking because it's going to have Martin. It's going to have Brendan, who's going to be pulling double duty. It's going to have Jesse. But it's Clemens, also it's not going to have like a theatrical run with box office like even if they put it in small yeah. amount of theaters it's not gonna have like yeah they gotta push put, it a little bit yeah they're gonna um, spend a well, lot of yeah. money on it but, but i um, just think like i think, nobody, well, they, think they have the money they have the yeah, money they have the money they do double two. i was thinking all of the money that they were thinking of spending on emancipation they could do what they did last I, year i with... have some good authority they never really thought it was coming out this year emancipation yeah. Well, I just so the reason I've kept Cha Cha in is because I think I want to wait and see what they do with that movie come award season. And if they mm-hmm. go the um if they sort of try to go the coda route where they wait, let it die off a little bit and then kind of like let it dip down and dip back up. My, um, my only thing with that is though, like my family was aware of when Kota dropped on Apple. My family had not heard of Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Like everyone I know that is not on Twitter and like, yeah. like part of the film community or not even community, just aware of movies. Like they don't know about Cha-Cha Real Smooth. Like not only was it not advertised like it just like came and went to people like and to be fair kind of the same thing with coda but coda had an advantage yeah that Apple yeah and like i i just feel like coda was like the timing was right where people were like interested in movies but it kind of like backfired with cha-cha real smooth in a sense that like people were going to the movie theater like yeah. people were going to see Top Gun a third and fourth time. People were going to see Minions or going to see Jurassic World, like it because it came out the same week as Elvis, right? Uh, the week before, it came out the same week as uh, the week the two, as, two, um, two weeks. Year. Before, you know, it came out one week before because I saw mm-hmm. Cha Cha like two days before. It came it came out June seventeenth. I yeah, saw Cha Cha so... two days before it came out, and then. Came out the same day I saw Elvis, which was a week before. So yeah, it was a week before. Yeah, Elvis. I just feel like the timing with it dropping really like did not play well for the movie. It's like I don't know. I mean, obviously, like Coda did so well long like further out, but I just feel like Cha Cha it is not going to contend in any other categories is the problem. So it's like yeah, I feel like it's kind of forgettable in a sense. And then especially like original screenplay is always such a like 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 unless it's like a solid five, it's always like a fight for those last two spots. And I just feel like all these other movies in contention are going to be in other categories. Although I will say, do you guys with Empire of Light entered the test screenings were not were not what they were I know someone who saw it they are not a movie person but they said it was so good that 
if Olivia Coleman doesn't win an Oscar and I was like she has an Oscar and they're like well we'll give her another one um I got no confirmation on Colin Firth like what is he doing where is he like I've heard something that about that character that does not make me confident in this movie, but um, I. But they said yeah. it was really good. But they said it was like very Oscar baby. Like they said it was like, like they yeah, were like Nightmare that, Alley. Was. Nightmare Alley was so good, but it was. It was. In general, audiences really liked Nightmare Alley. By the time they saw it, they just didn't see I, it. I mean, I, mean like, I mean, like I mean, like not the best trajectory, but it still lands. I think it's going to land. I think like Olivia Coleman in, in doing Q&As and stuff is going to it's going to push the movie to where people like it more than they think they like it. Do you know what I mean? Cuz they like her. Yeah. Maybe. But yeah, I I have it uh, I have it below till, but I moved till like up after the trailer, but the more I've thought about the trailer, I don't really feel that great about it i just feel like my like six through or my seven through ten are very like whatever works like they're not like in an order it's just like whatever the conversation is about them like my six and seven are like they're probably getting in i just don't know what to take out it's probably banshees taking it out because it's adapted yeah thanks adriano Sorry, I don't... Um, But, yeah, so that was our um, Oscar checkpoint when it comes to writing uh, and our thoughts and reactions to Nope. Um, Adriano, where can people find you? Uh, They can find me on Twitter at just at Adrian Caparuso, or just my name, which I changed with whatever the hell's coming out because I have the weirdest sense of humor on planet Earth. And you can also find me on my YouTube channel where I do, you know, predictions and reviews for both Oscars and Emmys um, at, at Adrian Caparuso on YouTube. And awesome. please subscribe, or I'm going to cry really badly. Kenzie, where can people find you? I'm at Ken's Venunu on everything and I will be here all year long and in January and February campaigning for Austin Butler. You're welcome. Yeah. So you finally got this, uh, got to get I finally got to say it. Um, you can find me on Twitter at tbury57. Um, you can find me everywhere at tbury57. I have a link tree. You can go there, check all my pieces. Um, you can find me on letterbox. I have to keep pushing the letterbox in the link tree since Nicole's not here. Um, <laughs> you can find the show on Twitter at Oscars underscore central. Um, you can find us on TikTok. Kenzie, where can, what's the TikTok uh, at? I think it's also Oscars underscore central. Okay. Uh, you can find us on TikTok at Oscars underscore central. Um, you can find us online at oscarscentral.com where we will be posting um you know trailer reactions oscar thoughts all that good stuff uh kenzie and i are working on a piece to hold all of the festival premieres um and where they're going and when the festivals are everything like that so that's where you can find us um and until next time that's the show